it has been a while it has been a while but we're back and introducing the bookmarked series and you know work life school it happens we've been away but i'm excited to get back into this and kicking it off with the book bookmark series and what is this all about you wonder well i have actually been wanting to do this for a while uh perhaps have it as its own podcast which i may actually do eventually um bookmarked is a series of quotes threads posts and so forth from some of my favorite authors thinkers researchers journalists and others uh, I will be sharing their work that inspires me and makes me think, uh, opine on it, perhaps have John join me on some episodes to sort of dissect and unpack some of these threads, perhaps mm, one of my colleagues, friends, and so forth. So I'm excited uh, to begin this series. I have saved a ton of these over the years, and this is my way of saving them in audio format. Uh, the hope is that you too will find them inspiring and better yet, not have to be glued to your phone reading them, but rather uh, enjoy them in audio form. And so let me do the reading for you, right? <laughs> I'll be doing the reading for you. So just sit back, enjoy, and let's be inspired together. I will be sharing uh, the authors uh, that I'll be reading from for every episode. So that way you can find them online and dive uh, more into their work. And you might find perhaps some other things or some cool ideas they've shared that I may have missed, right? So I'm excited. Thanks for joining us thank you for joining this series i look forward uh, to learning with you and being inspired along the way so let's do this wednesday august 23rd 7.23 p.m. Eastern. How are you? How was your day? How has your week been? Mine? Mm. Ready for it to be done with. Work. Humidity. Work again. And human beings. <laughs> I started to record this earlier today during my a little break I took in from work around 10 30 11 ish I was several minutes in and then I got a call completely disrupted my recording I was annoyed but here I am giving it another go how are you? Hope you're well. I am tired, but I'm here. I am just as tired as everybody else, and I'm so ready for some cool weather. It is so humid that it forces me. I, I, I want to keep my blinds closed all day because just to not allow any extra heat coming in and then competing with my air conditioning. But I also hate it when the blinds are closed. 
because I wanted bright and sunny and open, but 98 degrees is not fun. So a few more months and we'll be cool again. But anyway, today's episode comes to you via the Curiosity Chronicle. This is a newsletter by one Sahil Bloom. His name floats around on Twitter, aka X, quite often. He's one of those, you know, internet folks, thinkers, creators, whatever you want to call it. I like his work, and that's why I follow him, and I'm subscribed to his uh, newsletter. This one was timely. It came in at 9 a.m., and in fact, that's what prompted me to start recording when I first took a little break earlier today, because it was so, I was like, oh my God, Sahil, how did you know that I was thinking this? How did, so I wanted to, in the moment, record a, pre, a quick little maybe 15 20 minute podcast episode on it but got interrupted this one is strategies for mastering stress strategies for mastering stress and this is like i said the curiosity chronicle which is his weekly newsletter He provides actionable ideas to help us build a high-performing, healthy, wealthy life. Wouldn't that be nice to have a high-performing, healthy, wealthy life? Well, it is possible. Just have to do the work. So today, at a glance, while we all want to live in a state of low stress, During certain moments, we need to learn to optimize our stress response. We need to learn to harness stress to our benefit rather than allowing it to derail us. The Yerkes-Dotson Law, forgive me if I mispronounced that, Y-E-R-K-E-S, Yerkes or Yerkes, I apologize. The Yerkes-Dotson law says that stress and performance are positively correlated, but only up to a certain point after which more stress reduces performance. So the three strategies he's going to expound or opine on are reframe threat into challenge, use science-backed breathing techniques to pull back from the edge and three place yourself in controlled stressful environments to train your stress response interesting the word stress carries carries a very negative connotation even reading it right now might bring up memories of stressful encounters or remind you of some stressful events on the near-term horizon. But in reality, stress is not black and white. Like most things, it exists on a spectrum. In fact, 
When it comes to our performance in important moments, too little stress is just as bad as too much stress. While we all want to live in a state of low stress during certain moments, we need to learn to optimize our stress response. We need to learn to harness stress to our benefit rather than allowing it to derail us. Let's discuss the strategies for exactly how to do that. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, so the stress and performance curve. The Yerkes Dotson Law is a simple model of the relationship between performance and strengths. It was created in 1908 by psychologists Robert Yerkes and John Dotson, who formulated their conclusions on the basis of a study of Japanese dancing mice. How cute. In simple terms, the Yerkes Dotson Law says that stress and performance are positively correlated, but only up to a certain point after which most stress reduces performance. There are three states to be aware of. One, low stress, and this is a state of low, of low arousal. This state is necessary for recovery. You know, most of your living hours, but it is generally not conducive to performance. Two, optimal stress. This is the optimal state of arousal. It's the Goldilocks level, not too hot, not too cold, just right. When you're in this state, you are well positioned to execute important tasks, you know, our modern day version of the hunt. And then three, high stress. This is a state of high arousal. This is the overstressed position we so often find ourselves in. It may lead to a complete shutdown from system overload. Again, working on important tasks while in this state is not ideal. As you think about optimizing your own performance, mapping your stress and performance curve, here's an important first step. For a week, log your levels of stress while completing various activities through an average day, and then log your relative performance on these activities. Look for trends in activities, stress levels, and performance outcomes. What are the typical activities that send you over the edge into high stress land? Are there activities where you would like to experience more optimal stress but have trouble turning on for them? And remember, we said optimal stress is the Goldilocks level. Not too hot, not too cold, just right. Because when you're in this state, again, you're well positioned to execute important tasks. So are there activities where you would like to experience more optimal stress but have trouble turning on for them? Create a mental map of your curve. Develop an awareness of where you are on the curve at any point in time. So here we go with the meat of the newsletter. As I mentioned earlier, it's three strategies for mastering stress. The first strategy is a mental reframe, challenge versus threat. 
In a book entitled The Stress Prescription, Dr. Elisa Apple uses a fascinating analogy of a lion hunting a gazelle to help frame the positive versus the negative stress response. Both animals are experiencing stress, but differently. The gazelle is having a threat response. She is full of fear, coursing with adrenaline. Her blood flow is constricted because her vessels have narrowed to prevent excessive bleeding or vasoconstriction. Less oxygen makes it to the brain as psychological resources are directed to the limbs. The lion, on the other hand, is having a challenge response. Her heart is pumping volumes of blood efficiently, allowing her maximum speed and anticipating the meal she's about to have. She is focused and driven. She seems to have unlimited reserves of energy. Hmm. Most of us don't have to face this type of life or death encounter on a regular basis, I hope. But this difference between viewing an event as a threat or challenge is critical to our performance. I often find myself facing an opportunity and my internal reaction usually goes something like this. My imposter syndrome yells at me that this is the opportunity where I will finally be exposed as a fraud. I'm going to fail and everyone is going to know that I was a fraud. This is my version of the threat response. My confident reframe mind kicks in and reminds me that this is an opportunity to rise to the occasion and show everyone what I'm capable of. It is an opportunity to learn and get better, even through stumbles and failure. This is my version of the challenge response. What I've found when I let the imposter syndrome threat response win out, I always underperform. When I confidently reframe to a challenge response, push back and remind myself to embrace the growth opportunity, I always perform at my best. Stress strategy one. So when you encounter an opportunity and start to feel a threat response, dialogue settling in, reframe the conversation to focus on the growth opportunity. Let your challenge response guide you. Strategy two, breathing. Physiological sigh or lion's breath. When you, when you find yourself tipping over the edge There are specific science-backed breathing techniques that are proven to immediately reduce stress and get you back into optimal territory. The physiological sigh is a remarkably effective approach that was discussed by Dr. Andrew Huberman on an episode of the Team Ferris show. Actually, Andrew Huberman is another leading voice today when it comes to wellness, physical, um, wellness, mental wellness, nutrition, sleep. I will definitely feature some of his work on here. But anyway, the, the physiological sigh is a remarkably effective approach. Double inhale through your nose. <laughs> long exhale through your mouth (sighs) (sighs) 
repeat two to three times, it says. <sighs> the lion's breath is another effective approach that is derived from ancient breathing practices originating from yogic, yogic traditions in India. Yogic, I think. From yoga, I think. Okay. Sit in a comfortable position with a slight forward lean and your hands on the floor. Focus your gaze on the tip of your nose. Inhale deeply through your nose. <laughs> Open your mouth, stick your tongue out and down to your chin. Ex exhale forcefully with a sound. Of course, limit the forcefulness of the exhale if you're a beginner and repeat two or three times. Both of these techniques will work to reduce your stress response and hopefully bring you back in optimal range. Okay, stress strategy two. If you tip over the stress edge, use science-backed breathing techniques like physiological sigh and lion's breath to bring you back down to an optimal zone. Strategy three. This is the third one. Preparation. Train your stress muscle. Just as an athlete can train to handle increasing weight or intensity loads, you can train yourself to handle, to handle and manage stress more efficiently and effectively. To do this, place yourself into controlled stressful environments and work on managing your mental and physical faculties. Example, get in a cold shower. Those are good. And see if you can focus and perform a simple mental task like basic math, reciting a poem, etc. for a fixed period of time. By engaging in voluntary stress training, you may improve your ability to handle involuntary stress that inevitably enters your life. Actually, I love cold showers. Yes, they're a bit of a stress to the body, but I don't think of them as a stress per se. It is hard, you know, to have a cold shower sometimes, especially when it's cold outside or for whatever reason, but I find it refreshing and uplifting rejuvenating that's stressful but anyway that's another subject for another day making stress your friend you know there's no such thing as a stress-free life after all the best we can hope for is to choose the type of stress we want and then learn to use it to our advantage Sahil says that if you follow these three strategies these three strategies you'll be well on your way to turning stress from your sworn enemy into your good friend or at least your acquaintance <laughs> oh, nice thank you sahil i don't feel that these are new concepts or that you heard anything in here that you've never heard of maybe a few specifics like he called out you know the yerk is Dotson law and all that but generally speaking we all kind of know these things it's just nice to hear again and to read again and again building that muscle just when you hear it again it, it's kind of reaffirming and reassuring and a reminder that it's going to be okay 
Stress is a part of life, but it's going to be okay. And here's how we can deal with it. Breathing. Everybody knows breathing. (sighs) We'll be okay. Two more days left in the week. You'll be okay. I'll be okay. We'll just power through. Control what we can control. And if it's out of our control, then it should be out of our minds too. And out of, out of our hands, literally. So be well, be happy, and have a good night, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. Cheers. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Please share with a friend or two or three. Okay, share with as many people as you can. I really appreciate you listening and I'll speak with you next time. Good evening, good night, good morning, wherever you are. I appreciate you being here. Thank you.